So I want to tell you a story about someone who is in this room, I think. Someone told Lauren or me or Reverend Jen this story, but we can't remember who told it, and we can't remember who heard it first. All we know is that it's true, and it's the best story I can think of that says something or explains what's really true about church and true about faith. So I'm going to tell it, even though I don't know exactly whose story it is, but it's somebody in this room. So like Lauren told in her story, church is a community where we are welcomed and where we belong, like a big old tree that keeps growing a few more inches every year, making room for everybody. It's a place where we nurture and feed our spirits, and we belong. We belong to this church. We belong to this tree of faith. But church is more than just a place we come to. Church is something we carry with us outside of this building. We carry church in our hearts and our minds and our bodies when we go to school, when we go to basketball games, when we're playing with our friends, when we're sitting around eating pizza with our family. Church is a way of being in the world. So let me tell you the story. I'm getting to it. So here it is. So a few years back, the people of Minnesota had a big decision to make. Some legislators and their communities decided it was important to vote about what marriage was and who could get married. They wanted to write a rule into the Constitution that marriage could only be between a man and a woman because this was very, a very important part of their religious beliefs. They wanted everyone to vote on this rule and to put it into the Constitution so it was really hard to change. Our faith community held a different idea about marriage. We said marriage is about love that regardless of who those people were, no matter if they called themselves a boy or a girl or gay or straight, when two people loved each other, they could get married and begin a family, making a family. So one day at school, someone in this room, I don't know who it was, so I'm gonna call her Josie. Josie was sitting in the lunchroom And she was sitting with her friends. I mean, these were her really, really good friends. I mean, these guys were tight. They did everything together. So they started to talk about the marriage rule and about the vote and election day. And at first, the conversation was fine. And then things started getting a little edgy. So one friend said that at her church, they called marriage a very sacred thing that could only happen between a man and a woman because that's what the Bible said. And another friend said, well, my Aunt May has been with my Auntie Rebecca for a really long time, and they love each other. They want to get married. You can't tell them that they can't get married. Then another friend said, my church says that homosexuality is an abomination. Well, of course, nobody at the lunch table knew what the word abomination meant, but they knew it was really bad. And then 
They, they, then another friend said, well, my church is working for marriage for everyone. My parents are doing phone banking every Monday. And then another person said, well, you can't be a Christian church then. And they said, well, yes, we are. We are the United Christian, we're the, uh, just a minute, United Church of Christ. We are Christian. So Josie knew that our church was working for marriage equality too. And that a lot of people from our church were having conversations with their friends and co-workers trying to tell their own stories about family and marriage in order to defeat that rule on election day. And Josie watched as her beautiful circle of friends got madder and madder and madder. And she wondered if they were going to be able to go to Tyrone's birthday party on Saturday because everybody was saying so many ugly things. And she didn't know what to say, but she knew she had to say something. So Josie, well, she started feeling a little bit angry. And then she felt a little bit scared. And then she got a little disgusted. And then she kind of got a little full of herself. And then she started to say, well, at my church. And then she stopped herself. She was quiet for a moment. And then she asked herself inside her head, what does my church say? Hmm. I got to think about this. So Josie thought about the rainbow path. She couldn't remember all the colors, but she could remember a few. She thought about red. What's red, you guys? Say it louder. Respect all beings. Respect every person. And then she thought about orange. What is orange? Offer. Okay, there's a rainbow path person right over there. She is nailing everyone. Then she thought about green and growing with each other in spirit and mind. And then she thought about blue, believing in ourselves while listening to others. And then she remembered a phrase that she had heard on a sharing Sunday just a few Sundays prior. And she, she said, oh, yeah, this is what I need to say. And she said, At my church, we say, you don't have to think alike to love alike. Everybody stopped talking. And so she said it again. At my church, we say you don't have to think alike to love alike. Somehow, That part of our faith that we say a lot at this church, we don't have to think alike to love alike, made a big difference in a schoolroom many, many miles away from here. As soon as Josie said that, everyone everyone around the lunch table remembered how much they loved each other. They really loved each other. They knew that the way they were talking to each other was kind of mean. That even though they disagreed, they could still love each other. We don't just go to church to be with our friends and eat egg rolls on Sunday morning, even though they're really, really good. (laughs) We come to church to learn to love and be loved. We come to church to be changed 
for the good and to let that change that is happening in us change the world around us. That's what church is supposed to do. We come to church to be changed for the good and to let that change in us change the world around us. Sometimes it's easy, but a lot of times it is really hard. You step out of the church with your words and your faith that you've learned and those changes that have happened to you, but you're not quite sure how things are going to turn out outside these walls. You're not quite sure what will happen when you speak up or do something differently. You're not quite sure if when you step out of the church, there'll be solid ground underneath you. You know, it reminds me of this really old movie that all the parents will know, but none of the kids will know because they weren't born yet. It's called Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And in the movie, Indiana Jones, he is this adventurer, professor, professor, world explorer. He goes all over the world looking for his father who's gone missing. And Indiana Jones is looking everywhere. And everywhere he goes, there's some kind of test or scary thing that he needs to deal with, like falling into a pit of snakes or running as fast as he can as a boulder chases him down this thing. (laughs) And at, at one point, Indiana Jones has to cross this really, really deep and wide chasm. That's like a big hole in the ground. Chasm is like a big hole that looks like that. Okay, so he has to go across that chasm. And it's really deep and it's really black down there. And Indiana Jones, he looks at the map. Yes, he is in the right place. He's supposed to cross the chasm, but how? The map, the map says it's right here. And then there's this picture of this man walking willingly through the air across the chasm like this. I'll get it out like this. <laughs> the map reads, only in the leap from the lion's head will he prove his worth. Hmm. Indiana puts his hand on his heart. He's breathing really heavy. He's sweating really bad. And he says, I think it's a leap of faith. I think it's a leap of faith. Indiana Jones has to believe and walk willingly across the chasm. So he sticks his foot out just like the picture. appears underneath his feet each step he takes. A path appears. Now let me be clear. Do not walk across any big chasm (laughs) that you happen upon tomorrow or the next day. I am telling you this story to help you remember something. Not to walk across an actual chasm. You may not think that Josie was crossing a super deep, super wide chasm at the lunch table at her school, 
But I bet for a moment inside, she felt like she was crossing a really deep, really dark chasm with her friends. I bet you when a bunch of white allies from this church and other faith communities gathered in the Mall of America just this June and started singing out of the blue about racial justice, speaking the names of so many black youth who have been killed over the course of this year, I bet you they felt pretty scared. They weren't quite sure what would happen, but they were walking willingly. Walking willingly in faith can be something small or big, but it's always important. It can be as simple as being kind on the bus. Walking willingly in faith can be something as big and scary as speaking up at the lunch table. Walking willingly in faith can be telling a parent or a trusted friend about something that's really bothering you and you need help with. As you go to school in this coming year, remember that the church is going with you. We are with you. You have been changed for the good by love and by kindness, and you And you can let that change that you feel inside you change the world around you. Walk willingly. We are with you. You will always belong to this church. May it be so, and amen.